Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with C. Lee Smith. He is the author of Sales Cred, How Buyers Qualify Sellers. Lee, it's great to have you with us. It's great to be with you, Taryn. So congrats. This is your second book. Thank you. And so the first book also was a sales book. This is a sales book. Um, I'm always curious, you know, obviously you're passionate about sales. Tell us why. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I've been a salesperson for 35 years. Uh, I've been in sales management for almost that long. It's just a passion of mine. It's something that, uh, you know, I believe very strongly, Taryn, that, you know, sales is a industry that gets a bad rap a lot of times. It's like, like all industries were judged by our worst practitioners, whether it be chiropractors, car salesmen, you know, whatever. Uh, CEOs. Uh, so same thing happens in sales. And but I actually believe that most salespeople have the ability then to actually have a positive outcome on on, on our prospects lives. And, uh, you know, by helping them solve problems and achieve goals. So that's why I'm so excited about it. Sure. So tell us about what you sell then. You mentioned uh, cars, you mentioned things. So what, what is your background? What, what have you been selling? So my background is, is developing SaaS products, so software as a service product. So the first one we did was called AdMall, which is used by the majority of media companies across the United States. Uh, and then uh, after that, Sales Fuel Coach, which is a platform used by sales managers for coaching their sales teams. And then we were asked then to do Sales Fuel Hire, which is a diagnostic tool, which basically serves as a BS detector uh, whenever you're interviewing sales candidates for open positions. Gotcha. So what made you want to go into sales? You clearly, you know, you get you, you can tell you you're, you're fully passionate about it. You get excited about it, rightfully so. Um, was this something, you, you know, kind of ingrained in you from an early age, nature versus nurture? How would you explain it? You know, it's like I, I have always been in, involved in sales in some way, shape or form. I, I, I like it. Uh, I like speaking. I like helping people. I like people having people listen to me, obviously. Uh, and then, you know, but I actually went into sales as a career initially for the money. And then what happened very quickly is that I, what I really enjoyed was helping people, you know, increase their business and improve their sales and, you know, and make people happier uh, and improve their customer service. So that's actually what, you know, what drives me every morning. Sure. And when you when you sit down and write a book, is the impetus? These are you know I wish I these are books I wish I would have had when I was starting out. Absolutely, absolutely, Taryn. Yeah, that, that that's absolutely the case. I mean, sales cred could have been written uh, you know, twenty years ago. Although I think it's a lot more pertinent now uh, since we have the internet and now you know the buyers are really using this opportunity to qualify us as sellers before we they even meet with us or before they even grace us with a return phone call or an email. Uh, and so, you know, what the problem of it is, is that we're still stuck as salespeople in the whole idea of, okay, what's their, what's our ICP and are they a marketing qualified lead or a sales qualified lead or will they buy enough to be an enterprise level account? And we're try, too busy trying to qualify them when we really should be thinking more about how they qualify us. What, why should we be thinking about that? What was, when was the aha moment for you where you're like, no one's thinking about this and they need to be? Well, uh, it's true that you know that the buyers will respond to an email, return a phone call, or invite you to compete for their business if if they believe you can help. And top executives are really much more likely then to meet with you if they feel like it's not going to be a waste of their time. 
And this requires the sales rep to have a really high degree uh, of, of credibility so that they can attract higher level clients, they can gain access to the decision makers, they can really sell from a position of strength instead of selling from a position of weakness where we're scared of the buyer all the time. And so I wrote this book because so many people that I see give away their power, give away their credibility and the stupid things that they do every single day. Yeah. So tell us, I mean, let's get into some of those stupid things. You know, what, <laughs> what, are, you, what are you trying to nip in the bud? I mean, what are people doing that gives up, you know, their credibility, so to speak? Well, I, I think a lot of times is people need to actually understand how important credibility is. And so you, everyone wants to be a trusted advisor. That's what they say. And, you know, they want to earn trust. And it's a little bit harder now because it's like, we, you know, we can't take them out to dinner or see them at lunch and meet face to face, you know, because uh, you know, we're doing a lot more through Zoom calls these days. But people need to understand that, that credibility is a prerequisite of trust. You cannot be a trusted advisor and achieve trust unless you have credibility. Now, and also understand that having credibility doesn't automatically mean that they trust you. So, you know, you can have one without the other. So they really are two separate things. But you know, the things I'm talking about, Taryn, are, are things like uh, the words they use in emails or, or how they conduct themselves during an online video meeting. Uh, all those types, you know, just little things like that. Uh, the little things that they say and do, how they don't follow up and do what they say they're going to do afterwards. Uh, what's the worst offender? I mean, what is the one that, maybe two questions is what's the most common and what is the worst one, you know, one that you never want to commit? The most common offender of giving away your credibility is your LinkedIn profile. 59% of buyers will actually check, you know, look you up online. They'll do a Google search on you and 30% and of them are close to it then are also checking out your LinkedIn profile. And if your LinkedIn profile, you know, doesn't have your last name or it doesn't have your title correct or it's not up to date or it has obviously incorrect information. Uh, but if it doesn't scream, hey, here's how, how, why I'm uniquely qualified to solve your problem or help you achieve your goal, then you need to rewrite your LinkedIn profile and understand that your LinkedIn profile, you know, you might be thinking of as, okay, this is my, my virtual resume so that, you know, if a recruiter wants to call me and I can get hired for a job somewhere else, you really need to be thinking about while you have a job, your LinkedIn profile then is helping you get a job with the buyer and it should be written as such while you have that job. So that is the most common, uh, the most egregious though, uh, obviously lying. There's that throwing people under the bus. We have some great research in, in the back of the book uh, where we ask okay, what, which of these behaviors are instant deal breakers. And so those two are at the top of the list, but the number one is actually being too pushy. So pushing people to make a decision to buy before they've made that decision, probably because you you're solving the wrong problem or you haven't given them enough information or enough motivation then to buy, or maybe they just don't have the motivation or the budget to buy what you're selling right now. Yeah, I mean, but now in this COVID world that we're living in, Zoom, right? Every like this, these interviews mm -hmm. are via Zoom. What are the new mistakes people are making? And you mentioned like, you know, social media videos, but are people making Zoom uh, sales cred uh, errors? Well, yeah, I, I think it really starts with the backgrounds are a big one right here. So that behind me is not a virtual background. That is an actual fabric background. And what I see so many times is that people will, you know, will hop on a Zoom call, you know, and they're dressed, it's, it's sweats and a t-shirt. Really? Would you show up at their office dressed like that? Number one. It's, number two, it's like, and, and, and look behind, it's like, okay, you know, I've got what are people going to have up there? They're going to have, you know, sparse walls or pictures on the walls or all kinds of knickknacks or whatever that really don't have anything that, that tells the buyer, hey, I'm serious about this industry. I'm serious about delivering results for you and I know how to do it. 
And if your background is so cluttered, uh, you know, where it, it looks like you belong on, on an episode of Hoarders, you know, then it's like, you know, then it's time to re rethink that. And I'm not even a really big fan of the virtual backgrounds because, you know, sometimes if you're making hand gestures or something like that, your hand will disappear. You know, that's really awkward and hard to watch. So that, that, that's just one example, but certainly the other things is like showing up late, you know, fumbling around with your audio and your visual and everything like that, you know, act like you've been there before, right? And that, that's, going to, that's going to make them feel a lot more comfortable in working with you and that's going to increase your credibility. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's carry, you know, from your standpoint, it is true, you know, the background, what you're wearing, all that, all that stuff matters. Um, I mean, obviously it matters, it always mattered in person, but now everything is so much more magnified. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the book is an actionable sales journal. It's, it's an interesting uh, type of book. Tell everybody about it. It's a quick read. It's like 20 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. Snack sized, right? I mean, you've like, it's just kind of snack size bullet points. How would you describe it? It really is because salespeople are busy people. Sales managers are busy people. Sales managers don't, you know, want their salespeople on company time to be out there selling. And so what I, what I wanted to do was write this book for people with short attention spans. Uh, and so the idea there is like, I'm going to sum up 140 points, you know, in, in, in something that you could actually tweet. And then I'm going to ask some, many times I will ask a question that, that's introspective. You know about, about how we would you apply this, or, or 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 do you exhibit this type of behavior, and you know, or what would you do differently? And I give them a few lines underneath of each uh, what we call cred tip, uh, so that they can actually write that stuff down. And so when, also what I'm doing a live training session or a virtual training session, uh, the sales cred book actually acts as the workbook as well. So that's the whole point. We want people to be able to get through it quickly. I mean, there's some more in-depth stuff in the back of the book, obviously. Uh, but yeah, this is not war and peace and it doesn't really need to be. We, want, we really want to make an impact, uh, uh, have you improve your behavior, uh, improve your credibility, then so you can improve your sales. C-Suite Radio. You, you, you have great credibility when you write a book that really is, you know, user-friendly, right? Like, because <laughs> it's... You know, and it's funny you mentioned that because it's really much harder to write a shorter book. I mean, because I, I started off with 250 cred tips and I'm going through and I'm trying to, you know, combine saying some and deciding which ones I'm going to throw out. And so I take the stuff that I throw out, put in a parking lot and ends up on social media somewhere. Or, or the next book, right? I mean... That's right. Yes. I was curious. You took the, the words or the numbers out of my mouth. I mean, 140, you said you, you were, you know, from over 200. How did, how did you, how did you edit and pick and choose? Uh, I, I think it's just a matter of, I, I looked at which ones of these are going to impact the, the most number of people or which ones are most common then to salespeople of all types. Mm -hmm. I tend to focus more on the B2B salesperson then that, that, that has a more complicated, a more complex product, a higher touch product, or, or one that requires a, a higher degree of, of, of customer service. Uh, it requires more of account management, if you will. So not commodities, not these one-off type things. Uh, so I try to focus on, you know, and get inside the head of, of that person because I've been that person. Person. So uh, that's how I wrote the book and that's how I've you know, decided which ones to keep and which ones to throw out. Right. And, and that's what I was curious, you know, who is the target reader? How, how do I know if I'm the right reader for your book? Is it a certain, um, you know, person you're, you're trying to, to appeal to? Yeah, certainly if you are B2B, so you're selling the businesses of any type, absolutely. There, there's some consumer products, for example, that, that are very, very big ticket item and everything like that and requires a little bit more deliberation. So it's not an impulse buy from the customer. Uh, you definitely want to read this book. And if you're managing accounts of any way, shape or form where you want them to reorder from you, sales credit is a book that you need to read. Yeah. And you've sort of flipped the model um, 
of this, you know, you, you just, you go into detail, not too much detail, just, but you know what I mean? The hierarchy of sales <laughs> credibility, because less is more. And there's sort of five levels. It's, it's, it's excuse me, it's this pyramid. Um, what I thought was mm -hmm. interesting is the first, the first level was um, what the internet says. I guess that's the first level of the hierarchy in terms of achieving credibility. I'm curious, pre-internetly, what, what was that level called? Probably word of mouth reputation. Oh, okay. Yeah, except, except now the difference is, is that you, or it could be first impression. The problem is now that the salesperson does not get the opportunity to make the first impression. Google does that for you. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and is there any way to, once they've made that impression, if it's not the impression you want, what's your advice? How do you fix that? Because let's say it's not warranted, right? Mm -hmm, let's say it's mm -hmm. not your fault. What mm -hmm. do you do? Yeah, I mean, we give several tips tips in the book. So, for example, if you have some content up there about you that you know is unflattering, or maybe it's something that you wrote when you were fourteen and you really or wish you you hadn't done it, uh, you know, you what you know, if you can't get it removed, you want to drown it out. You want to you, you want to show how your your thinking has evolved or your, your your knowledge has evolved, and you want to drown it out with newer content then that is more in line with how people how society today thinks, for example, uh, or if it's, if you have somebody then who is you know, unfairly, you know, written something nasty about you on, on Glassdoor, uh, you know, for example, it's like, then it, it, that's this, now we're talking if you're an employer, for example, you know, what you want to do then is make is drown that out then with, with other more positive reviews from, from the majority of people then that, that love working for you. Uh, and so it, it could be the same thing as a salesperson with, with ratings and reviews. It's the same kind of concept going on there, but there are, there are multiple uh, tips and strategies that, that we give you in the book, just because we keep them short. Uh, you know, I, I make, make careful point to make sure that they're impactful. Yeah, for sure. That, that said, do you have a favorite one or a favorite two? I don't Ooh. know. Uh, boy, <laughs> yeah. Like all of my children, they're all my favorites, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I would have to say then that, uh, you know, if you, I, I'm a big fan of Tom Peters and, you know, I've had him on my podcast, the Magic Smarter podcast a couple of times. Uh, he was the author of In Search of Excellence and also several books since then. Always have been a big fan of his philosophy of the under promise and, and over deliver, because if you're able to do that, then uh, that goes into the, to what you do. Of course, that's level four of the pyramid. Uh, then if you're able to do that, uh, you, you are going to increase your credibility. And ideally for a salesperson, what we want to achieve is a level five, the very top of the pyramid, which is what they say. What we want is we want the customers, the accounts then to be introducing us to their friends and, and business colleagues so we can solve their problems because that means that they believe that we're, we're capable of doing it. We want them to make those introductions, give us testimonials, give us case studies that we can use. If that happens, then it makes our sales job so much easier but that's level five and there's four levels that we've got to excel at before we can actually get there. So what happens when you do make it to level five of the hierarchy of sales credibility? How, what is maintenance, Lee? How do you, how do you maintain your position there? You know, so that's a very good question because what, with the, the hierarchy of sales credibility is for every single account or prospect that you interact with. So it's not like, oh, I've made it to level five. It's just like, I've got my degree hanging up on the wall. You know, it's not like that. It's like, okay, you might be at level five with one customer, but you may be only down at level one with another. So the idea is that you want to try to build up to level five on every single prospect and account that you possibly can. Uh-huh. That's, that's very uh, insightful. I, I was wondering. So it's, it's a case by case. That hierarchy exists on its own uh, for each and every client. Okay. Yeah, for um, every relationship that you have. Yeah. Right. Uh, very, very interesting. I mean, it's great. I, like I said, I just love that, you know, read a lot of books on the show. It really is a fast read. And I think that 
that really speaks to a lot of people in the fast world, um, you know, that we're living in. I think you said earlier, you know, it's not war and peace and it doesn't have to be. That's a great title. <laughs> um, maybe maybe that, that's the next title. So, you know, we appreciate it. And just because, you know, less is sometimes more, you know, there might be short tidbits, but there's really a lot to be gained from it. Um, so congratulations. Uh, the hierarchy is very cool. And um, yeah, sky's the limit, as they say. Absolutely, Taryn. Thank you for having me uh, on your show. And it's like only one in four of people in North America view salespeople as credible. So we start off, you know, from behind, you know, before we even pick up the phone or before we even send an email. So we've got to overcome then the lack of credibility from every bad salesperson that's ever called on an account. Totally. So we yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah, I mean, that, that was one of the, you know, it, all these things we didn't even get to. I did want to mention that you have this great survey in the back, which talks about uh, credibility. And like I said, one in four people view salespeople as credible. Uh, one in three sales, real estate agents rather. So you go through mm -hmm. kind of all of these um, occupations and the level of credibility. And yeah, salespeople are, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an uphill battle. It's, you know, and automotive salespeople, the worst. I mean, one in five. I mean, and, and, and there's the thing, it's like, they build apps. Okay, they, they build websites because people do not want to deal with these salespeople. They're trying to avoid these salespeople. We did another survey at SalesField where 20% uh, of card buyers said that they did not want to interact with a salesperson because they were afraid of getting screwed on the deal. We actually used that language you know, in the survey question. So when you have, when you have that uh, and you have all these apps and websites being built so people can avoid dealing with your salespeople, it, it shows that there's a real problem there. But again, it's not just limited to people that sell cars. It's, it's people that sell other things because they view it as, you know, it's the problem with salespeople in general is that we're all the time, we start off thinking about, again, us qualifying the buyer, but also we're thinking about meeting our quota, making our numbers, winning the sales contest. Oh yeah, we're, we're thinking about us and we're talking about our products, our companies, ourselves, instead of asking smart questions uh, of our prospects and, and actually listening to what they have to say and being curious enough then to ask good follow-up questions that show them that we're truly genuinely interested in them and uh, the struggles that they're having in their business. Yeah, no, it's really informative because trust is not credibility and credibility is not trust. And you just, and you, you talk about that, especially for you know new up-and-comers in the sales world, I think it's a really important distinction to be made and that's what this hierarchy uh, is all about. So um, thanks for spending some time with us and congratulations. Thank you for having me, Taryn. And if you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV via Zoom. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Sweet Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.